Welcome to episode 96 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's Saturday show, people. Here we go again. That's what you're thinking, but it's uh, it's Monday. It's Monday, the 6th of April, 2000, 2020. And uh, I've been flat out people messaging me out there about where the fucking podcast is. Um, I'm still fucking decorating this place, still trying to get Briggs Towers on track, baby, um, to get all this other stuff done. So, um, it's been consuming me a little bit, um, the last couple of days, uh, over the weekend, the weekend here in the UK, England, Scotland, Northern Ireland, and not forgetting the Welsh Wales, um, yeah, uh, it's been fucking beautiful this weekend um, in the UK, fucking weather-wise. People getting out and about, I see, for that one, maybe two, maybe three little journeys out a day. It's starting to stretch out a little bit now, isn't it, people out there? Um, because everybody's getting a little bit more relaxed with having to stay home and just wants to... Everyone's starting to have a little bit of a breakdown, I think. I do not exclude myself from that group, by the way. Um, I don't know. Like, everybody uh, is um, uh, obviously staying indoors as much as possible, but I've seen people going past a few times and that. Not that I'm watching them, but you can see them out out of the the fucking archery, uh, whatever they're called. I don't know. I don't know what those things are in castles called where the archery... People used to fire out. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Yeah, so uh, everybody's getting out and about. I've seen also uh, the lies that people are spreading about the animals taking over and shit like that. There is apparently um, deers and shit like that around in London. But uh, the uh, as I was talking to uh, an avid listener earlier about this, uh, the dolphins and shit in uh, Venice. I don't know why people make that shit up, that dolphins and swans have returned to Venice. The swans are always there. They're fucking everywhere they are, aren't they? They just sort of like mate for life with each other and then say, hey, do you want to be a fucking asshole to somebody like for the rest of our lives, everyone we meet? Yeah, I'd love that. Let's stay together and do that and just hiss at random passers-by. Fucking swans are a fucking nightmare. Uh, but apparently they're always around Venice. I have never been, but dolphins have not been going. It's a bullshit story. Just clickbait out there, people. But apparently deers are returning, and there's a lot more birds. The feathered variety, rather than the 1980s description of ladies and females, um... There's a lot more uh, feathered variety of birds around here. Also, the other night, I saw... um, Every time I go outside um, to uh, um, partake in my nicotine addiction at night, there's fucking foxes running around all over the place. They, they don't give you fucking five minutes, do they? As soon as fucking you don't start going out and that the animals start moving in. This is what these people are making these lies up about, like, and they're using it as a political thing then. Saying, hey, Look at the dolphins back in Venice and stuff like that. If it wasn't for us, we'd have dolphins there all the time. Fuck them. That's what I say. They're fucking ruthless animals, aren't they? As soon as, like, we start not going out 
all the animals go, ah, start getting a little bit cocky. Don't they? And start, like, thinking, like, oh, well, maybe the humans are on the turn. This could be our moment. The next minute you've got a fucking deer wandering around your fucking kitchen, head poking into the fucking fridge freezer, trying to get, just just uh, trying to uh, fucking eat on stuff in there, aren't they? Queuing up in Tesco's, you've got a fucking rhino in front of you, two metres away, and a fucking tiger behind you, just trying to get some shopping in. This is what we we ought to, there ought to be a day pretty much like The Purge, as somebody mentioned earlier, um, like The Purge, where we all go out and we just let the animals know who's in charge still. Yeah, we've got this virus going round, but don't get out of line. We just go round, you, you know, just sacrifice two adult foxes in front of their kids so they know and just look at them in the eye while we're doing it. You know. This keeps you in line. We need to, that's what we need to do these days. We need to keep these animals in line or we're going to have them fucking roaming around all over the place. Thousands of years we have been on this earth. Thousands of years. What do they reckon? 200,000 years. And in that 200,000 years, we have managed to become the top predator in one way or another. Um through use of technology. And now the animals have started getting a bit cocky because we're not driving around as much or not walking around as much and just hauled up in our houses. Apart from those dolphins that uh, that was never a uh, that was never a true story anyway. I don't know why people do that just I know why they do it. Obviously it's for money, so we all click on that fucking story, and then idiots like me believe it and then almost fall into the trap of reading it out on their podcast. I don't know, people. I don't know. Um, Yeah, so we need a day where we can all... Hey, there's a bank holiday coming up this weekend. It's Easter. What better way to cleanse the planet and go out there? It's your duty as part of the human species to put these other animals down. That's our duty to do that. Just let them know where they stand in the food chain because they're starting to get a little bit cocky. Kestrels in the street the other week there was attacking pigeons. You know, we need to we need to stamp this out. This is like um, uh, what they should have done with Hitler. They should have never signed that agreement. As soon as he went into Czechoslovakia, we should have fucking put a fucking button on him. Pushed a button on him. Not put a button on him. <laughs> Pushed a button on him and it would have saved millions of lives. This is what we need to do with the animals now. Just make an example out of a few of them. Hang them on your front door so they don't come round. There was a fucking badger out here like the other night. Just walking along as if like, you know, hey, it's my street now. Nobody's around. I'm just going to fucking, you know, move in. Hey, is that your car? No, no, it's my sh- Fucking shitting place now. That's where it is. I don't know, people. I don't know. Uh, Maybe I'm losing it a little bit. But something needs to be done. This coronavirus is not the worst thing that's happening in the world now. When all of you go back to work, don't blame me when there's a fucking gazelle sitting in your fucking office doing your job for you. (laughs) I have no idea. Anyway, uh, not that I advocate killing animals. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> Being a vegetarian. But come on. We've got to put them back in their place, people. That's what we've got to do. That's what I think anyway. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. There's just, you know, everything circulates on social media these days, doesn't it? You don't know whether things are true or not. There was a thing that I, I saw on uh, um, social media the other day, like clap for the kids at 3 p.m. That's what we're that's what we're doing now. We're making our, our kids heroes because they've got to stay at home and they've got to do fucking homework via a laptop. That's it. We'll clap for them at 3 p.m., shall we? Who else are we going to clap for now? You know, this is the whole... It's, it's, it's almost like the whole Me Too movement all over again. Everything gets diluted eventually, doesn't it? Yes. Clap for the NHS workers. They're all doing great. They're doing a great job. And that I think some people in the NHS are being clapped for no particular reason. I don't think they're directly involved. I don't know. But every single, every worker, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if every worker in the NHS deserves a clap. I'm sure there's some people who work for the NHS who are just like, you know, sitting down in an office somewhere filing shit, you know, photocopying records or just stamping deceased on fucking... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fucking records of people not going to be needing those uh, those uh, medical records anymore. See you later. I don't know. I'm not sure. But, you know, the vast majority of people dealing with the shit and stuff like that on the front line, now they're heroes. I don't know. But now it's clapping for kids. Are we going to do that because they're struggling? Are they really? I don't think so. It's a fucking kid's dream. This is staying at home all day. You've got some parent who you don't really respect anyway. Suddenly they're going to be your teacher and you've got to learn off them, which essentially is just being sat down in front of a fucking PlayStation or a fucking DVD or an Xbox. Hey, man, my kids have been working all day, every day. Really? Do you give them a little break time? (laughs) Do you? Or do you just like try and make them do things? things for a couple of hours just to keep them entertained but no they deserve a clap for that go on clap for them kids who have you know i don't know they're not going out there helping people are they (laughs) i don't know um it's 10 o'clock at night by the way on a monday so i've had all day of uh fucking decorating um, try well decorating, then waiting four hours for the paint to dry, and then decorating again, and hoping to fucking hell that I've got enough paint to do everything I want to do. Because if not, it's going to wind me up, people. It's going to wind me up. I don't know. I saw other stuff. Like it's just been getting to me today. I think a little bit. Just the oh god, you know, just the posts on social media and shit like that, and then hearing about people fucking. Freaking out. <laughs> I don't know, man. Even something like this, even something like this, people are still trying to make it all about them, aren't they? You know, having anxiety issues about it and shit and fucking, you know. Even, you know, they've not got it. They've not got the virus. There's people out there dying. Our prime minister is in uh, critical care or intensive care at the moment. 
because he's got uh, the coronavirus and taken a bit of a turn for the worse. But there's people still out there, you know, no symptoms, done nothing, anything like that, and fucking uh, having fucking panic attacks and anxiety about fucking something that, you know, I don't know. We need to toughen up people, I think, you know. I don't like the phrase. Well, you can't use a phrase anymore, but the nation needs to man up a little bit, I think. I do like that phrase, by the way. I like it. Um, I don't know. And then you get other means being sent around. You still have this, don't you? You had the, the, the fucking 75% of suicides are men and stuff like that. Fucking great. Something else I've got to deal with. <laughs> Just uh, there's a dry cough for you people. Um just that as well. Not only have we got the coronavirus out there, people are saying, hey, be aware of fucking people <laughs> topping themselves. And by the way, if you're a man who got a 75% more chance of fucking knocking yourself off, I don't know, man. That was one of the memes. That's still going around, isn't it? The Robin Williams meme. I, I took a screenshot of this. It's sad, but it's true. Fucking Suicide Awareness and Mental Health Initiative. Here we are. And that's what Robin Williams' legacy is now. It's other people have made his legacy to be the poster boy of fucking suicide and depression. I think the saddest people always try their hardest to make people happy because they know what it's like to feel absolutely worthless and they don't want anybody else to feel like that. And then it's got Robin Williams' pictures in various fucking roles that he played and then just the dates where he lived and died fucking brutal oh yeah that's what his family want don't ah, forget about those fucking films he did mork mindy mrs doubtfire you know good morning vietnam goodwill hunting forget about all that shit you know just put his face on a poster because he fits our image of what we want this fucking depression to mean i don't know I don't know. Uh, I'm sad too. Does that mean I'm like well, Robin Williams? No, it doesn't. You're not as fucking talented. Ah, Jesus. Ugh. I don't know, man. Let's have a bit of tea. Calm down a little bit, shall we? <laughs> it's good tea today. Yorkshire tea. Back on the Yorkshire tea. There we go. Um, it's everything though, isn't it? You know, it just becomes... It, we all need to take a fucking break from social media, I think. It's just fucking overwhelming isn't it it's just like every single thing it's like one big pity party go you've got the positive things out there where people are like come on we can pull together like the queen the other night giving a speech weren't she hi we can all we're all suffering during this time i've only managed to uh, go around three of my houses so far <laughs> stay away from me that's why she always wears gloves. Uh, but she's got two layers of gloves on at the minute. That was, you know. Where's she been for the last three weeks, though? It's like fucking Diana all over again when she mysteriously disappeared when she died and then pops out the woodwork. Oh, God. That's when you know it's bad, isn't it? When you know the shit's hit the fan a little bit or gonna get worse. The old queen pops up on the TV. Hello, everybody. I'm back. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Thanks for that. Now you retreat back into your fucking bomb-proof fucking castle and, um, and we'll see you at Christmas time. <laughs>
Is that what we're going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, it's all of that shit, though, isn't it? You know, like all of the rally. There's some really genuinely good things going out there. One of the nice things, you know, you start talking to your fucking neighbours, taking a bit of care, saying hello to strangers in the street, that sort of shit. But, you know, there's the other, you know, you get a delivery from Amazon and they drop it off like they're fucking dropping off a bomb in a fucking Pink Panther movie. <laughs> Don't they? Just fucking knock your door, drop it on your doorstep and then back away carefully. No need for a signature now, is there? No, you just drop it off. You know, they're not popping round at fucking, you know, the same day every day. They're just dropping it off on the doorstep and then retreating. I'm surprised they haven't welded themselves, like, on their vans, like an A-team fucking makeover. A-team stroke Mad Max makeover um, for their vans where they can just fucking, if it all shit hits the fan, they can still get through the crowds of people. Like crushing them with some sort of big snowplow thing on the front. I don't know. I don't know. That's nice, though. I enjoy watching that. The the videos I have of people delivering shit to my house and then fucking shitting themselves when you come to the door. <laughs> Jumping back two metres. Jesus. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's got to be some good that comes out of this, surely. Hasn't there? I, I, there? There has got to be something good that comes out of this. I don't know. It's, it, you know, you've got half of genuinely inspirational stuff going on. People raising money, you know, for the NHS. And I think the NHS, you know, it just goes to show if if they fucking got rid of the NHS after this and sold it off to the Americans which I'm not blaming our American listeners, but um, I think that's what they were, they were edging to do before um, before all this started. Um, yeah, if they sold it, there'd be fucking uproar now in the streets. There would be fucking riots and violence, assuming they change the laws when we go back. Who knows? They might keep it at the fact that you can't have more fucking groups of people and then just, you know, more than two people walking around and then sell off the NHS anyway, and you get arrested because three of you wanted to protest against it. <laughs> I don't know, people. I don't know. Uh, but hopefully something will come, good will come out of all of this shit that we're going through. Um, I don't know, man. Let's, let's, let's clap for the kids. Let's do that. Fucking Jesus Christ, man. Um, anyway, uh, we've got some questions. I know. Here. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, Briggs Towers has flown in by pigeon, pigeon post. I don't know how uh, these questions got to us, but they got to us. Uh, it was just a message on Facebook, to be honest, by uh, avid listener. I don't know if he's that avid li- listener, but aficionado, Peter, Peter Fox, comedy re- reviewer and comedy eccentric. Does that sound good? I don't know. Um uh, comedy reviewer Peter Fox has sent in some questions. Two questions, in fact. Let's not get too carried away. Uh, God knows what the fuck he's reviewing at the moment. I don't know. Deaths by coronavirus. I don't know what he's doing to um, what he's doing to fill his time at the moment. Being as there's no live comedy, 
Um, but uh, it might just be reviewing intensive care techniques in hospitals. Who knows? Who knows what he's doing? But he sent in some uh, questions, so let's answer these uh, questions. Uh, hope you're well at Briggs Bunker. I am, yeah. Deep in the cellar of Briggs Towers is Briggs Bunker, which is where I am uh, transmitting from at the moment. Uh, I have a couple of questions for your podcast. Have you, Peter? Here we go. Who would be your dream quarantine guests? Um, guest. Uh, who would be my dream quarantine guest? I know everybody at this point will go for somebody famous. Um, to be quite honest with you, I'm quite enjoying the time on my own a little bit. I mean, I'm getting, every day I'm getting a little bit closer uh, to Lord of the Flies. Definitely. Um, you know, I am one fucking headband short of that and maybe a little bit of mud on my face and stripped down to my boxer shorts and then, you know, just casually shouting at people on uh, on uh, on the drawbridge of Briggs Towers. But um, I don't know, everybody at this point will say, hey, it'd be really great to have like a great raconteur or someone like that. Someone like Oscar Wilde would be amazing just to have uh, as a house guest and just listen. I couldn't think of anything more annoying than having somebody like Oscar Wilde as a fucking quarantine fucking guest. All of that. I, I just think he'd start getting on my tits with his like, hey, I have nothing to, con- you know, to can fucking, I have nothing to uh, declare but my genius and all that sort of shit. Oh, fuck off, you fucking self-important fucking prick. Um, I don't know. Basically, I think... Um, I think anyone's going to get on your tits a little bit, aren't they? I mean, you could be, you know, in love with the most, you know, perfect person for you. And if you're locked up and hauled up with anybody, they're going to start getting on your fucking tits after a while, aren't they? You know, it's... um, This is the whole... um, What was it? The uh, fucking... What do they call it? The... uh, is it the Helsinki, Stockholm Syndrome, innit? Or the Helsinki effect or whatever. Stockholm Syndrome, innit? You know, where, like, uh, people take somebody prisoner or whatever and then they become friends afterwards. But that friendship's going to wane, isn't it, after a while. They're going to start, because you'll get to know them and then you'll get to know the annoying things about them and then they'll start getting on your tits. That's when people in fucking hostage situations start... <laughs> start getting uh, fucking executed. I don't know. Yeah, we had Stockholm Syndrome for about a week, and then, uh, and then uh, yeah, he started pissing me off, so I, uh, I killed him. Uh, I don't know, really. Just people who you get on with, I think. People who don't take things like this too seriously um, would be um, nobody famous. Because I have just people who you have things in common with, isn't it? You know, you can have a laugh about stuff with, fuck around with, you know. People who you just enjoy their company. And um, I know this is a lame suggestion. You know, maybe Hitler. I don't know. You know, you're never going to be. If you had Hitler, I know this is probably a, uh, a, a um, you know, a hack trope to use but if it, you know like a hack person isn't it like hitler 
you, you're never going to be stuck for conversation. You know, you're never going to wake up in the morning and think to yourself, hmm, well, he's not going to have a lot to say today. And if there is a dip in conversation, you just casually slip in. Yeah, did you realise they're uh, trying to ma- raise money for a new roof on the synagogue and just let him go? <laughs> That's three hours of fucking conversation right there. Um, I don't know. Maybe, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Even even he'd get on your tits after a while, wouldn't he? You know, Jesus, give it a break. Did any? I wonder if anybody actually thought that around Hitler. You know, like Himmler or Goering or Bormann or any of those uh, Goebbels. You know, any of those people just went, Jesus Christ, we get it. You know, we get it. You don't like Jewish people. You know, you don't like gypsies. You don't like disabled. You know, you want everyone to have blonde hair, blue eyes. Jesus, just give it a fucking rest. Just trying to, you know, order a fucking takeaway meal here, for fuck's sake. You don't have to launch into it. Just tell me what you want. I don't know, man. I don't know. So that's the first one. Yeah, it'll just be people who I um who make me laugh. Uh, Lou Chorner, Hannah Sylvester, those people, people who genuinely, genuinely make me laugh. Um, uh, and um, the second question from Peter Frux, comedy aficionado. Uh, what's the worst comedy death you've seen? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh. I don't know, man. I um, the worst comedy death. Um, let's have a little bit of a think about it. I know the fucking some of the worst ones I've had. Uh, the worst, the worst thing about it is just like it's not that. It's, it's even if people are hurling abuse at you, I'd rather have that than apathy. You know, people just sitting there. You know. Or people fucking, you know, people who try to, like, tell teacher on you after the fucking gig. That's one of the worst things that you have to encounter in fucking comedy is people telling teacher. They'll fucking write to the promoter or email the Oh, wow, that act swore quite a bit, and I don't quite like that a little bit. My wife, she was totally offended by that. You fucking lame-ass geek. Um, yeah, apathy is worse, I think, than a death. Because, like, if I am if I am dying, I'd rather take the fucking whole thing down with me. Just so nobody else can have a good gig. <laughs> if they're not on board or just not going for it, or just, like, vehemently against it, um, I think... I'd just rather burn the fucking house down. Just take every... If I'm going to have a shit time, the audience are going to have a fucking shit time as well. Every single one of them. And I'm going to make it fucking more uncomfortable for them than it would ever be for me. And just start enjoying that. I don't know. I've seen I've seen some deaths, but I don't really fucking... After a while of doing comedy, you realise that everybody, you know, when you first start out, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, that guy died, or fucking I died that night, or Jesus, you know. That was fucking brutal. But, I don't know, 13 years in, man, 
I don't really give a shit about other people dying on their ass. I'm just concerned. You know, it, it has no bearing on what I what I'm gonna do on stage. You know, I'm not. I never look at an audience and think to myself, "Oh shit, that guy's stuff about I don't know fucking sheds or or whatever or anything." Not using people's specific material there, but those people's stuff about like their kids or that sort of thing or or their little day trip to the seaside, their wacky adventure they had, uh, didn't go down that well. So I'm not going to do my wacky day trip to the seaside because I haven't fucking got material like that. You know, I'm committed to doing what material I'm doing by my own head, not by fucking what an audience is going for or whatever. So it has no if somebody dies on their ass or something, it has no bearing on what I or or smashes a gig. It has no bearing on what I'm gonna do anyway. So I don't change my fucking material to suit the crowd. I try and fucking generate enough of a vibe in the crowd so they kind of change and come into my fucking world. That's it. So it's a it's a full stop under the last guy or girl who was on, and um, it's like, yeah, that was that person. Now this is fucking me, and we're going to go somewhere else uh, than they went to. So um, yeah, uh, I've seen bad deaths, Peter. Yeah, I've seen bad deaths on stage, but I, I don't know specifically off the top of my head, you know, like it's probably somebody trying new material. I've done it myself. I've fucking died on my ass doing a bit of material. And then um, a couple of weeks later, smashed the shit out of a gig. I've done a gig, died on my ass with some material and did a gig two hours later and smashed it with the same material. So it's got no fucking, I don't know, it has very little bearing uh, on um, on on anything really, you know. There's it's numerous factors that cause it anyway, really, I think. Um, but there's nothing better than fucking dying on your ass and burning the fucking house down with it. <laughs> so you can still fucking just put your coat on, walk out of there, walk straight through the cat crowd with your head held high. And you went, yeah, well, you were going to, you fucked my material. So I fucked your night. See you later. Enjoy your next act. Here's the compare coming back on, who's no doubt going to say, Ben Briggs, uh, also available for children's parties. That's one thing I haven't missed about gigging. Fucking doing my material and then the compare going on and saying that. (laughs) Really? Okay, yeah. Like the other fucking four or five compares that I've gigged uh, with this week have also said that as well, my friend. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so um, worst comedy death. I've, I've I've seen some amazing things on stage. I've seen uh, somebody say uh, to a LGBT um, uh, night. I've I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I'm sure I have. Um, saying at the end of his set because he thought he was struggling, but he was doing better than he was. Than he thought he was. Saying, "I hope you all die of AIDS." That was fucking. That was that. That's up there. <laughs> for the volatile reaction it received. I guarantee I was the only one laughing at the back. Jesus, just for the pure, pure balls of it, I doffed my cap 
Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I've seen that and I've seen some fucking horrible deaths, but nothing really springs to mind because, like, only because I don't really give a shit about what other people do, really. They can have a good gig or a bad gig or whatever. It has no bearing on what I do. And all I'm concerned about at a gig is how well I do. <laughs> like, you know, that is not a different view from any other comedian. If they're being raw and being honest about, hey, guys, I know all the comedians will say, hey, guys, I want us all to have a good night tonight and stuff like that. No, they don't. They don't want all the acts. They're just saying that so they don't tempt fate about, like, if they say, I want to be the best tonight, they go out there and fucking die on their ass. It happens. It's grounding. It's gonna. It's happened to me in the past. It's gonna happen to me in the future. You just fucking accept it and learn how to deal with it and find some sort of way of wrapping your head around it where you can still walk out of there with your pride intact and you can walk out with your head held high. And if somebody says anything to you, you on the way out, hey mate, you were shit. Go fuck yourself. See you later. That's it. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that answers your question, but um, I don't know. I don't know. That's that, that's the answer I'm giving, uh, if that's okay. What are we on? Fucking 33. Jesus, man, 33 minutes. Um, okay, um, well, the next podcast is fucking tomorrow, people, and I have a list of stuff still on this podcast that to talk about that I have fucking... Not talked about because I got sidetracked a little bit there. But thank you for the questions. That is to Peter Fox. Check out his page, uh, Not Comedy Review. If you Google that, it'll come up. Uh, Knots as in N-O-T-T-S. A little bit of plug there for you, Peter. Um, I will be back. If you need, if you want to contact me, uh, by the way, um, it is just podcast at benbriggs.co.uk or I am on Facebook uh, as at the Ben Briggs or at the Ben Briggs podcast I think or just have a look for that I don't know I don't know people I don't know um, it is 1025 that was episode 96 we are clawing our way back tomorrow um, with another episode that'll be episode 97 coming out on Tuesday I'll see if I can get oh, a few fucking few fucking adverts to read out as well that I haven't done. Um, yeah, so I'll be back tomorrow, people. Um, have a good 24 hours, motherfuckers, and I'll speak to you then. Take care.